I Care by Al Bundy. When hooters jiggle around and I find nickels on the ground, I care. When a Mustang engine purrs and the bathroom is not hers, I care. When the pitcher's on the mound and the wife is underground, I care. But when I've been playing this for days, I will kill anyone who stays. I swear. Hello and welcome to episode 538 of Under the Call of MS. This is a previews and reviews and reviews and previews episode. That was a little quote by Al Bundy, obviously. Uh, We got a few little comics we're going to talk about here. And then we're going to get to the goodies that you can buy in the future that's coming out in the next few months or so at your local comic shops, online, or wherever you like to get your goodies. But we are going to start out with Married with, Child- Married with Children Annual 1994. This is a flip book with two stories. You get Pig Bundy in Passion and Lust or Death Spa from Hell by Todd S. Tuttle, Joan Weiss, and Tom Richmond. It's a fun little play on Pig going to a spa, sneaking off with some of Al's money to go enjoy a weekend at a spa, or I'm not sure how long she was going for. But it turns out to be a little bit different than she expects, and you got to read the story to find out. But she takes herself a book along with her, one of her love story books, and she fantasizes about a hulking Al figure with flowing hair <laughs> as Piggy often does and then you get Al Bundy in Double O Bundy when you flip the comic over by Todd S. Tuttle, Joan Weiss and Eddie Pittman this is a fun little story of Al having his own little dream world while he's trying to deal with some shoe issues with some of the gals that he has to deal with in his shoe shop. And while he's doing that, he goes into a fantasy world where he's a double O style spy type character. Uh, it was just hilarious as it should be with anything with married with children, but tons of fun. I love the married with children's comics i they're hard to find i when i come across them i grab them but i have a few they just got to fill in the holes get the ones i'm missing then we checked out the savage dragon number 12 the reason we got this is because troy dungara said that this was one of his first published items he did so i picked it up and we find when you reading through the comic you get to the back part of the comic you find out that he sent in some artwork of a savage dragon character of his own which is fun to see you see the how they progressed with their artwork over the years and some of the early things that they do i love getting anything i can get my hands on from Artists and writers from their early years. 
But this was the Savage, Savage Dragon number 12 from Image Comics. Story and art by Eric Larson. Enter She-Dragon. Who is this mysterious new heroine that sports a certain savage look? This is supposedly the first appearance of She-Dragon. So we get to see a little collaboration with her and the Savage Dragon. and Our little Patriot-style character and stuff. And we get a fun enemies in here that they have to deal with especially the character that happens to be a giant mouth for a head but yeah this is a lot of fun and uh, i was able to see troy's early work and that was my main focus uh, we did have troy dungara on the crimson color comic club podcast but i wanted to promote the crap out of that but i don't have control over that so i'm going to hopefully maybe in the near future when troy has something coming up maybe do a little uh creator's corner episode on under the call of ms because i really want to promote these creators a lot heavier than we have and i want to kind of i I prefer to have a shorter segment for the promotional stuff anyways, because not everybody's going to want to sit and go through a couple hours of stuff. They're going to want to focus on certain points of the episodes. And I think it would be funner to have like a half hour, 45 minute uh, creator segment, something like that, that is easier to put out and promote because I truly feel if I, could have promoted our last interview with him that we that would have been the one that would have broke us over 500 views and possibly got us to the thousand view mark that i need to hit in order to get into promoting the podcast more and getting advertising going through and getting more recognition for our artists and writers and that's what i'm trying to do that's my main goal to try and get this podcast up to where it actually benefits especially artists and writers that we follow and new and upcoming artists and writers and i love promoting my local artists and writers and creators of all comic goodiness so i think this spring we're gonna start doing some creator segments ourselves also so keep an eye and ear out for that and hopefully we'll set something up hopefully troy would be the first one i'd get on to promote because he's been a big influence this past oh i'd say probably past two years i've been getting all kinds of fun and wonderful things <laughs> related to troy dungara so I mean, Kid Slapshot just pulled me right in right off the start. So, And now I'm finding all kinds of other goodies. So we could have a nice, fun segment with that. And I did. I do have a variety of things I wanted to talk to him about anyways so, and other people. So keep an eye and ear out. Maybe, maybe that will come in the future. Maybe not. We'll see what happens. All right. But, yeah, that was a fun comic. I was... I love the Savage Dragon character. I always did. Even as a little kid, he was one of my favorite ones. 
and well, not a little kid, I'd say teenager and stuff. I got into the Savage Dragon, and I just I always liked his his variety of enemies and characters that goofy characters that cross over with them. I think that's what pulled me in the most to him. But yeah, next up, we checked out Vanity Angel number six. I had in my back issues. It's from Venus Comics, and it's adults only. It is by Kaora, Kaori Asano. Did the cover story and art. Melon and Nan are lovely young schoolgirls in modern-day Japan who passed through a magical time rift, ending up in feudal, feudal Japan. But the <laughs> weird but interesting thing about this comic, you know, start reading it, and you got two girls scissoring through, as they're flying through, through space, and apparently while they're, climaxing <laughs> they're opening up time rifts and they can time travel while they're doing stuff like that and so yeah i do want to read the first five and see where their powers came from how it came to be and what caused all this but very very interesting <laughs> look at that style of storyline but yeah i got some highly interesting comics in my back issues that i've never read that i just keep coming across including this next one vapor lock number one from 1994 and this is from sky comics breath of life Story, art, and cover by David Mack, which I love Kabuki. I love a lot of David Mack's work that I've checked out so far. So this is like back further in his earlier days. So being an early work by David Mack, future acclaimed creator of Kabuki, Adam Von Locke, searching for the secret of immortality, unlocks the secrets of vampirism. This makes him the target of Count Dracula and his son Simeon. In the thick of their resulting battle, a descendant of Dr. Van Helsing appears. It's black and white, which I think a lot of David Mack's early things were done in black and white, but I love the story. We get a taste of Van Helsing and Dracula kind of being frenemies and you get to see them having a little sword fight sword play and stuff like that and seeing the different sides of the storyline the different sides of the characters and seeing where the story went it was fun i i don't know it looks like they only had this one issue <clears throat> and I believe it was a complete story in itself. 
I look back, see if they have anything in the end here. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't even say the end or anything at the at the finale of it. But it does from what I remember, it did feel like a complete contained story, so that's always a good thing. So check those out. See if any of those interest you, and you can st- maybe still find them available for sale online for hopefully a reasonable price. I know you can find Vaporlock for under three bucks. Married with Children, I think I picked up for five. That's one I that and Savage Dragon I both just ordered. Got those for around five bucks a piece, four or five bucks a piece. Uh, Vanity Angel, that might be harder. Stay away from the first five because I got to find those first. <laughs> uh, other than that, yeah, I think that's about it for the comics for this portion. When we come back, we will have all kinds of goodies. For you to buy in the future, if you hear of anything that you like, write them down, check them out, and get them ordered. But that's it for now. I will be back in a bit. All right, next up for goodies to buy in the future is Drexler, number one, by Scout Comics. Nonstop, welcome to Marvin, an isolated town at the edge of nowhere. Local Sheriff Kara Ramon, 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 is facing a crisis with the discovery of three slaughtered girls and another missing. As local tensions boil, she reaches out to the only person she knows capable of stopping the massacre, town outcast and local monster, her half-brother, Drexler. However, Drexler brings with him a powder keg of his own problems that could threaten to destroy them all. Regardless, there is something sinister stalking the woods in the darkness and nobody is safe. Sometimes it takes a monster to kill something worse. Sounds like my town. Drexler is taking over our town too. They're buying up every damn building. And they park all over the place. It's like you would think some young, healthy construction workers would have enough common sense to not take up all the spots in front of a pharmacy and make little old people and disabled people have to walk across the street or walk from down the street to get to the pharmacy because they have to take up all the parking spots in town with their damn Drexler vans and vehicles and trucks and yeah could say I'm a little bit aggravated with that I mean granted my family did pretty much start this town so and we don't have anything left to show for it everybody sold out or we got gave stuff away or <laughs> Gave the sisters a convent for a shake of a hand and a dollar. My great-grandfather set up the 
libraries in Lamira and Brownsville and set up some medical buildings, all that donated. Which is awesome. We at least got our name out there. So we got something to show for it. Next up, we got Dynamic Forces May Madness Mashup. <coughs> Excuse me, I always thought about checking one of these out. But you never know what you're going to get. So it's always iffy, especially when it's got a retail of 55.55. But by Dynamic Forces, this special package includes five limited edition comics from multiple publishers. Minimum value of $149.95 with a special package price of $55.55 for May. So they're going off this May the 4th be with you Star Wars philosophy or something. I don't know. Or just that it's the fifth month, so they're going 5555, I guess. So that wouldn't be off May the 4th. But yeah, I mean, you're getting five limited edition comics uh, you're paying at least 10 bucks a comic no that would be more like 15 bucks a comic and you're hoping it's something special you're not knowing what they are it's a little risky i feel like in the earlier days of them bringing these out i think they were more like 30 dollars retail but i could be wrong because I know one of the first ones I was considering checking out. But we have Edge of Spider-Verse, Volume 3, Number 1, by Marvel Comics. Into the Other Edge of the Spider-Verse. Spider-Rex returns and faces the Venomsaurus. Plus, who is the Spider-Killer? Xander Cannon introduces the world to the scariest Spider-Character ever created. Bringing your favorite breakout characters back, as well as introducing brand new spiders who will blow your mind. It's like, I don't care about this, but they have a Howard the Duck cover. So, I might check that out. Just for the cover. And then I'll see what the story's like. I was very happy to see this. I knew she'd be coming back soon, but I was getting worried for a minute there. But we have Elvira in Monsterland, number one by Dynamite Entertainment. What's scarier than Dracula? All the Draculas. Vlad the Impaler is back, and he's raiding the multiverse of movies to build a monster army and conquer the world. And only one woman can stop him, Vampirella. But she's busy in her own books. So it's up to Elvira, the mistress of the dark and bane of Vlad's existence to stop his evil plan. It's monster movie madness horror from writer David Avalon and artist Hubert Ball. Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. When you hear the name Elvira, only one person comes to mind. Horror icon and quintessential symbol of all things spooky. I, I'm all 100% Elvira, but I disagree with that statement. Have you never heard of what is the Oak Ridge Boys? Elvira. Mow, mow. Uh, 
horror icon and quintessential symbol of all things spooky, the one and only Mistress of the Dark. Back in 1981, who could have imagined the hostess of a local horror movie show would become a household name? Elvira was the first horror host ever to be syndicated nationally and has emerged as one of today's most original and outrageous pop culture icons. Elvira's reign as Queen of Halloween has spanned more than three decades and includes an IMAX movie, music CDs, books, and more than a thousand licensed products. She co-wrote and starred in the feature films Elvira, Mistress of the Dark and Elvira's Haunted Hills. She has made hundreds of film, television, and live appearances, including the Grammy Awards, Saturday Night Live, NBC's Today Show, the Tournament of Roses Parade, and reality shows Search for the Next Elvira, RuPaul's Drag Race, Counting Cars, Face Off, Epic Inc., and Halloween Wars. She most recently produced and starred in 13 Nights of Elvira for Hulu. Played by actress-writer Cassandra Peterson, Elvira has carved out a niche niche in popular culture that is sure to endear the decades to come. You'll always remember Elvira. My hardest problem with that is the covers again. It's like I should just wait and get the trade, see if I can get all the covers in the trade. I can't wait to read the stories, so I got to get on it right away. Got Extreme Venom Venom Verse number one by Marvel Comics. Return to the Venom Verse. Face front Venomaniacs. To celebrate the 35th anniversary of the creation of Venom. The summer summer of symbiotes is underway and it all starts with Extreme Venomverse. A landmark series that's going to take mighty Marveldom to corners of the hive never seen before in three titanic tales. First, comic superstars Ryan North and Paulo Segura put a fresh and exciting spin on a story you may be familiar with, starring Eddie Brock as Spider-Man. Then, your new favorite comics writer, Mirka Andolfo, shows you a side of the whole Brock family you never thought you'd see. And finally, one of the best writer-artists in comics today, Leonardo Romero, reimagines Venom as a samurai. But whether all your new favorite symbiotes will survive this summertime saga remains to be seen. Now, Leonardo Romero doesn't pop in my head for some reason. I'm not sure what he's associated with. But if you're going to do a samurai story, use Stan Sakai, in my opinion. That's just me. I'll have to look up Leonardo and see what other things they're part of if I... Check them out or not. They also have number two coming out right away for pre-order back-to-back, even though they'll come out a couple weeks apart. Uh, We got Far South Crooks, Pimps, and Guachos, Gachos, Guchos, Gachos. Number one by Fair Square Comics, LLC. An Aired and Wild Land, Cut Off from the World. Tough and hot-blooded men 
alcohol, revenge. This is where the taciturn Montoya runs a bar. A bar where the worst scoundrels in the area come to settle their differences or talk about their setbacks. What happens in the far south stays in the far south. Created by best-selling international author Randolfo Santulo and the old guard superstar artist Leandro Fernandez, Far South will take you to the merciless world of these cowboys through a series of short stories of jubilant violence, Sin City style, in the ancient land of the Guachos, a different kind of western. I'm not big on westerns, so I won't be jumping on that one. We got feeder number one. This is by Sumerian Comics. Lee Kidd was the most famous action movie hero of the 80s. But he's fallen on hard times with his life in a downward spiral. Kidd has become a shadow of his former self, turning to a life of crime as an enforcer for a local crime boss. But when he's given a new job, can he bring himself to complete it? Or is he being given a chance to change his ways? I don't know if they're playing off the Terminator character since they're parodying the covers. or <clears throat> But who knows. We got Five Nights at Freddy's Snap Mystery Minis Series 2 Blind Mystery Box. Coming out by Funko. The Five Nights at Freddy characters are always... Fun and interesting looking. They have a Flash Gordon 1A scale model kit. Not big on the character models, but yeah. They do have some pretty cool ones. I'd rather have their vehicles instead. Uh, Frank Frazetta, Mothman number one of five by Opus Comics. From 1966 to 1967, in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, several witnesses reported seeing a man-sized winged creature with glowing red eyes. Circa 1980, Frank Frazetta painted his iconic work, Mothman. Now you will learn the truth, and it's weird. Emmy nominee Tim Hedrick and artist Andrea Moody bring you the next expansion of the Frazettaverse. Uh, it's like little Mothman stories. I like when Kyle, uh, what's his name? Damn it. Uh, why can't I think of his name? Kyle Kinane. That's it. When he does his little Mothman character on his podcast, it cracks me up. <laughs> uh, learned a few good things left of that podcast because <laughs> it got really depressing the last year. <laughs> his partner just constantly goes into deep, dark, depressing thoughts. <laughs> so let's get back to the talks about Bigfoot and aliens and all that fun stuff. Get away from the serious stuff. It just ruins everything. 
It's like me going on my serious rants. I know people are like, shut up. <laughs> Quit talking about it. Get back to the fun stuff. All right, we got Fury number one one-shot by Marvel Comics. Who is Scorpio? Art by Scott Egan, Tom Riley, Adam Kubert, Ramon Lazanus. A glamorous rogue agent with a deadly secret lures Nick Fury into the action thriller of a lifetime. His father's. Following the trail opens never-before-seen Fury Files from the Howling 40s, the Swingin' 60s, and today. But it takes more than one Nick Fury to unlock a mystery decade, decades in the making and to answer the question, who is Scorpio? Uh, great. Another character that I think's been killed off a bunch of times. Not really sure where he's standing. Yeah. GFT presents. Oh, Grim Fairy Tales presents 2023 May 4th cosplay pinup special from Xenoscope Entertainment. They did one last year that I picked up. Which is enjoyable and it had a nice, awesome little short story in it. So I guess I will have to pick up this year's too. Get ready to check out all of your favorite Grim Universe heroines and villainesses cosplaying as some of the most famous sci-fi characters in the galaxy. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm going to take a swig of water here. All right. Many of the industry's top artists contribute gorgeous pinups of the Grim Universe's most popular characters in this stunning collection. Also includes a never-before-published Grim Fairy Tales short story. So they're doing it just like the last one. That's awesome. New variety of characters. Sadly, they'll probably go more towards the first three Star Wars stories with some of these characters, but they're still going to be fun. And yeah, it's awesome artwork, and the story was a blast last year, so I will definitely be checking out that one again. We got Ghost Lore number one by Boom Studios. We've all heard of ghost stories, but what stories do the ghosts themselves tell us? An estranged daughter and her pastor father wander a haunted land. They only have the restless spirits each with its own story to tell. As company along as company along the way. After a deadly accident of which they were the only survivors, Lucas and Harmony Agate can see the dead and overwhelming amount of the deceased, all with their own warnings, cries for help, and malevolence alike. But Lucas and Harmony aren't the only ones with this ability. There are other nearly deads, some of which have malicious motivations. Cullen Bunn of Basilic and the Empty Man, a claim, claim is joined by superstar artist Leo Mox and guest artist Brian Hurt. The first in a haunting lineup of artists featured in each issue to bring readers the most eye-opening spectral story since The Sixth Sense. 
This 12-issue series is the newest Boom Studios collaboration with Cullen Bunn, with issue one featuring special spot UV ghost variant. I feel that that could be something in the future. I might have to check that out. We'll see. Yeah, Godzilla rivals Violante versus Destroya. Number one one shot by IDW Publishing. No need for gloom. Just drink a bloom. There's an irresistible new beverage, Bio 2 from Bloom, that's taken the world by storm. The lives of two unlikely allies collide as they scramble to unlock the sinister secrets behind Bio 2 and halt the rebirth of the strangest botanical beast the Earth has ever seen. The blossoming Biolante, Dr. Mina Shyam, is a disgraced kaiju researcher whose radical ideas saw her shunned by the scientific community. Needles is a slacker hacker who just cracked the code behind Bloom's proprietary recipe. Together, crisscrossing the moonlit hills and bridges of Pittsburgh, they race against the clock to stop Violante's destruction as they call forth one of the deadliest kaiju of all time. The Dastardly Destroyer. This is happening in Pittsburgh? And where, where's the kaiju coming from? The clouds? And there's no lakes around there. They're big enough to hold a kaiju. I don't know. I suppose it is kind of a dragon type character. So, Well, it could just come from the skies. It's going to fly halfway across the U.S. without... Any radars noticing it or something? I don't know. Seems like a strange place to place the characters. But the kaiju stories are always fun and interesting. So Check it out if you're into those. They have Green Lantern Volume 8, Number 1. And they're coming right out with Number 2 right away. So you can get them a few weeks apart or whatever. This is by DC Comics. Spinning out of the events of Dark Crisis, the Guardians of Oa at the heart of the Green Lantern Corps have quarantined Sector 2814, home of the planet Earth, and its champion along with it. A heartbreaking defeat has sent Hal reeling returning home to discover his roots and find the man responsible for ruining his life, Sinestro. From the visionary team of Jeremy Adams and Zermancio, who brought you the epic Flashpoint Beyond, comes a tale of redemption, loss, and finding out that maybe, just maybe, you can go home again, at least if you're willing to hotwire a power ring to do it. Also featuring part one of John Stewart, War Journal, from writer Philip Kennedy Johnson and artist Montos. <clears throat> I've been on the Green Lantern run. I didn't think Hal Jordan would still be part of it. I figured they killed him off by now. Multiple times, so many times. <laughs> I figured he 
his son would have took over. But, yeah. Is it his son or his nephew? I can't remember now. But, yeah. Yeah, number one and number two coming out a couple weeks later. So, I might jump on the first six of those just to see where that's going. Because I'm really enjoying the Green Lantern runs right now that I'm playing around with. One of which I do have another review coming up here pretty soon. But we'll see. Or I actually might do that before I release the previews issues. But We got Grim Reaper Pack 1 bundle by Boom Studios. Whether you missed out on the widely sold out early issues of Grimm or are just an avid collector, this limited edition Grim Reaper pack of number one to five will never be resurrected with a reprint. So don't let it slip away into the afterlife. Featuring five brand new exclusive covers by acclaimed artist Dave Johnson, Jessica Harrow's introduction has never looked so alive. The Grimm series is a wonderful run. If you haven't checked it out, this is your opportunity to jump on it. I think I got the first half dozen or so, or first eight issues of the run. But I'm starting to fall behind now. I will have to get caught up eventually because I do want to finish that story off. But Next, we got Groot. 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 Volume 2, number 1, by Marvel Comics. Anything with Groot is going to be fun. So, Monster Hero Guardian, Groot. Before he was a guardian of the galaxy, before the Groot fall, young Groot lived a life of tranquility on his serene home world. But when monstrous invaders attack his planet, Groot must accept his heroic destiny. Will this destiny lead him to come to blows with a young Kree soldier by the name of Marvell? Join writer Dan Abnett and artist Damian Conchero as they reveal never before seen moments of Groot's origin and first adventure through the galaxy. That, that sounds fun. I will have to check that out. Uh, here comes Calico number one of eight by Sigma Comics. There was once a man walking around the streets of New York City with big guns and a skull on his chest. Hector Gill makes him look like Gandhi. The Calico gets intel on people who abuse and slaughter animals. He puts an end to it permanently. Explicit content. You got to make yourself better than the Punisher, really. You can't just say who you are and go with it, since you're a whole different concept than the Punisher. You got to belittle the Punisher in your storyline there. I don't don't care for that. Yeah, Hope Volume 2, Number 1 of 4 by SourcePoint Press. Julie Lavelle's superhero identity has been revealed. Her daughter has been taken from her. Her home has been destroyed. 
and she finds herself the target of villains and the media alike. Now her husband is awakening from a coma, but will it make things better or worse? I don't know what that's relating to. It's volume two, so apparently there's some type of hope volume one out there that I don't know because I'm trying to figure out who the character would be, but that doesn't tell me, so. Oh, well. We got Hulk volume five, annual number one by Marvel Comics. Hulk versus Giganto. A documentary crew is on the hunt for a monster at the heart of gamma radiation of a gamma radiation leak. But they get much more than they bargained for when they end up on Hulk's angry side and caught in the middle of a brawl between two unstoppable giants. As Hulk battles an unleashed giganto, plus a special preview exclusive to this issue of the shocking new direction. Hulk is headed in this summer. Well, I hope they go a different direction because that last Hulk run it was all right to start with, but it just got so goofy with the banner inside of a Hulk and a Hulk locked away in another universe and banner controlling that Hulk's anger to make the other Hulk do things. It just, yeah. It got ridiculous. I was looking so forward to a nice Hulk run. <laughs> I get that. It's a, I mean, I expect the Hulk run to be chaotic, but I mean, three Hulks inside of each other just got too confusing. Actually, I think in the long run, you ended up adding that and then playing with Thor's family, and it just, yeah. But I'm going to stop it here, and I'll get back with more stuff soon. Okay, we're back to talk about goodies, but I do have a correction right off the bat. I did say Green Lantern Volume 8, Number 1 and 2 were coming out back-to-back -back within a couple weeks apart. I screwed up the... Uh, number 2 was... Green Arrow Volume 8, Number 2. So I just assumed it was Green Lantern and went with that. So skip that. It's <laughs> definitely separate. I'm sure they'll have Number 2 out like a month later. So, all right. Next up, we have Impossible Jones and Captain Lightning, Number 1 by Scout Comics. Special crossover featuring Carl, Carl Kessel and Tom Grumitz, Investigators of the Unknown, Section Zero. Captain Lightning asks IMP to help guard a mysterious object that he's certain is going to be stolen. So what's stopping IMP from stealing it herself? Zero, as in Section Zero? But as everyone knows, there is no Section Zero. Added bonus, a brand new visitor's guide telling some of the history, mystery, and secrets, secrets of Imp's own New Hope City. There's no secret Section Zero? I have comic books called Section Zero. So how can there not be a Section Zero? <laughs> 
possible Jones characters. An interesting, fun character. I don't know nothing about Captain Lightning. If that was a one-shot, I'd definitely grab it. But if that's going to be an ongoing, I think I will wait. See what happens with it and if it trades out. All right, we got Intertwined, Last Jewish Daughter of K-Feng, number one by Fair Square Comics, LLC. In time for Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month, as well as Jewish American Heritage Month, fan favorite series Intertwined is back with a 64-page special dedicated to the only Asian Jewish character in comics, the new Spirit of Water. After the events of the original Intertwined series, Leah A. Tiani's life has changed drastically. She has been dragged in Wan Jin's adventures with the spirits of Wu Zhang. Against her will, and Lady Zhai passed on the mantle of champion of the water element drastically. She has been dragged in Wan Jin's adventures with the spirits. Oh. <laughs> okay. I, don't know, I think I mixed everything up. This is like a book I'm reading here for this one. Uh, Against her will and Lady's eye passed on the mantle of champion of the water element to her right before she was murdered. Now Leah fights along the, the spirits of the earth, wood, fire, and metal to preserve the balance of the universe while fully living her Jewish faith. But her past has come back to haunt her. Why did she really leave Kaifeng and China? And what do my lord Yuk Long want so much that he sent his goons all the way to Chinatown, New York to find her? Intertwined, The Last Jewish Daughter of Kei Ping is a fast-paced action-adventure tale dealing with deep real-life issues, the meaning of faith in a country that at the same time at the time doesn't recognize Judaism as a religion the condition of women in the early 1970s, and freedom of choice brought to you by original creators Fabrice Sapolsky and Fred Bam Chong, with art by new sensational artist Fei Chen and Hu Seng Hu, with colors by Walter Pereira, featuring covers by the two creators Fabrice Sapolsky and Fred Bam Chong, as well as praised artists Nick Bradshaw, Gerald Perel, Frank Uzan, and Will Torres. Woo! That was a lion. Can't remember what it's about now. <laughs> so much stuff. My brain's going to explode. Alright. Iron Man number one. They have a facsimile edition out for that if you would like to go back in time with Marvel. In 1968, after years of sharing a split title with Captain America, plus one issue with Namor, Iron Man blasted into his own solo series for the first time. 
a quickly found, and quickly found himself battling alone against AIM. Trapped in the terror group's submarine, can Tony Stark fight his way out? Or will the sinister scientist Mord- Mordius discover the secrets of his invincible armor and use them against the Golden Avenger? Plus, the origin of Iron Man is retold in action-packed fashion. It's one of the all-time great Marvel comic books, boldly represented in its original form. Ads and all. Reprinting Iron Man 1968, number one. Alright. Next up, we got Keepers of the Cosmos, number one, from Scout Comics. Lemon Drop. A cuddly space teddy teddy bear with the mouth of a sailor left the keepers of the cosmos about this time last year. Now, he done went and got arrested by an alien dictator overseeing a fascist state in a galaxy far, far, far away. Nightbrand, Fafara, and the rest of the keepers are torn on whether or not to help their old friend out after he ended up swindling millions of credits out of the team's joint bank account. Rick and Morty meets Invincible in this raucous road trip across the cosmos. This sounds fun. I'll probably check it out. But that description saying Invincible meeting Rick and Morty, I mean, honestly, that description tells me Guardians of the Galaxy goes stuffed animal style. And it's basically Rocket being a shithead. Oh, he's swindling around for weapons and money. But yeah, it's by Scout Comics, which they do a great job. I'm, I think I'm going to probably check out at least the first issue of it. But let's be honest with ourselves. <laughs> Or taking a big franchise and just trying to make something off it. You got La Marta, Infinity Burst number one by Coffin Comics. La Marta, Infinity, Infinity Burst number one, premiere edition, contains 28 full color pages of Infinity Burst themed La Marta imagery by series artist Joel Gomez. So, no story, just imagery. What, what the hell? You're going to quadruple the price and not give me a story I don't like that because I like the La Marta character they have a Lady Death Diabolical Harvest number one of two by Coffin Comics chapter 16 part one in the Coffin Comics Lady Death universe World War Death official tie-in Suffering a devastating defeat at the hands of the psychotic Lady Virtue, the Diva of Death nearly meets a gruesome fate. Only one thing pulls Lady Death back from the edge of oblivion. Vengeance. But how do you defeat an adversary who can steal your very life essence? Can Lady Death and warrior angel Serena finally put a stop to Hallow and Matthias? Or will they fall victim to Lady Virtue's twisted desires? 
I fell off the Lady Death thing because they're doing all these two-issue storylines that tie in with other storylines instead of just making it a run. And granted, I hate the long-winded runs, but I also hate storylines that are just all over the place, and I don't, if I buy them and one day pull them all out, I gotta try and figure out which order to read them all in, and like, and if something's part of another storyline, I'll have to read that storyline and jump them together. That just gets too out of whack. So it's like I was buying Lady Death for a while, but then when it got out of hand with those two issue runs, I just finally stepped away, which is a bummer. And you know, just basically wait for a big collection to come out or something. But by then, I, I'll be burnt out on it anyways, probably. But they got Lady Death Frisky Bag set of five comics from Boundless Comics. They also have an Outrage Bag set of five comics. A Lady Death Roguish Bag set of five comics. They usually have a lot of those every month, too. It's like you're getting the same stories with different covers over and over and over. It's like, who can buy all that stuff? And why? When you can get in a big old collection with everything included in one or two or three volumes. Yeah. If you end up spending more than it costs for a brand new vehicle on just one comic book series nowadays. Uh, so yeah. I feel bad for fans of certain things. There's a Lady Zorro Final Fight number one by American Mythology. Did you miss out on the Lady Zorro finale? This is it. The sun is setting on the legend of Lady Zorro, and you can witness the last battle with the supernatural forces of evil. That's a pretty short story for a character that no one really knows much about. Should give a bigger description there. So yeah, another thing I, I just fear because I felt like up until last year, I felt we were in one of the greatest times of comic book history. So much fun stuff coming out, so enjoyable, but all of a sudden everything exploded. And it feels to me like we're hitting that dead point that they hit in the mid nineties. When they went crazy and had to have A to Z covers of every issue of every comic out there. And fans just got burnt out. And I feel that's what they're doing right now. I think we should go back to focusing on key things and key characters. And not just dumping mass stuff out there. At the moment, I think it's going to hurt the industry, but I could be wrong. Get back to me in three years and let me know where it is. But I really hope it doesn't because I feel like this could be one of the greatest times of comics. Comic dumb, but yeah, this is things are getting crazy again, like they did in the mid 90s. 
So, but yet <laughs> nowadays the '90s comics are popular, and I got a ton of them. So, look for them in my eBay store. <laughs> uh, all right, next up we got Lamentation number one by Oni Press. From the mind's eye of master storyteller Cullen Bunn and rising star Aruna Sassini comes a darkly glamorous tale of bone-splintering terror at the intersection of shadow and light, dream and nightmare, life and the grim specter of death himself. After weeks of grueling rehearsals, a new production is set to begin at the famed Requiem Theater. Razid's Lament. Three acts of gothic horror set inside a haunted castle with a story that some say is more than mere fantasy. Under the stern rule of a dedicated but temperamental director, the script seems to be ever-changing and more mysterious still. Our lead actress has found herself cast in the role of a lifetime, without so much as an audition. Her grand debut is fast approaching, and with it, a barrage of razors in the night that will terrorize audiences and actors alike. There is no exit, exit, no escape, and when the curtain finally rises, Razid himself will take center stage to cross the threshold into the unholy darkness that lies just beyond. So is it three short stories, or is it one ongoing? But Not sure, but it's Cullen Bunn. There's a good chance that I will probably check that out. I love the cover, too. It's just a nice black, dark, gray, red cover. Just everything just pops so beautifully on it, even where they cross it over and stuff, it still highlights nicely. Yeah, I like that cover. Well, let's see. That would put me down for a couple of Colin, new Colin Bunn books this month. We'll see what the final order has to say. <laughs> All right, Legion of Exceptional Gorilla Men. Number one by American Mythology. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's a super simian. When the world is in danger and no more mortal man or no mere mortal man can save it, we need the only super group in the ape nation, the Legion of Exceptional Gorilla Men. Gorillas with powers beyond the the wildest dreams of an ordinary chimp join forces to save their captured comrades from a diabolically evil mad scientist, Dr. Fang. Despite their exceptional abilities, the question remains, can they set aside their savage instincts for, a good, for the good of gorilla kind? Or will they slip on the banana peel of destiny? Find out here. Cover looks fun if the characters are those characters. 
I might check that out, but I might wait for it to trade also. So I like it when they tell you number one of how many, otherwise it might be long, long ongoing, and then I'm definitely better off trading it. They have a Living Dead Dolls Wednesday doll with Thing by Mezco Toys. I'm not going to let the wife know. I think I'm going to surprise her with that and pick it up because it'll come out in September, almost October, so I could give it to her for a little Halloween present. Unless she listens to this episode, which usually she, she doesn't listen to the previews. All right. And you can learn something from her if you want something to fall asleep to. Just play my podcast in the background. It puts her to sleep within five minutes. <laughs> but she loves listening to him and watching them. So. All right. Lonesome Hunters, The Wolf Child, number one by Dark Horse Comics. From Russ Manning, award winning. Eisner-nominated Harold County co-creator Tyler Crook comes this supernatural fantasy about loss, power, and destiny. Monster hunters Howard and Loop are on their way to get rid of the powerful sword. But car trouble leaves them stranded in a small town that is being terrorized by a magical wolf and a mysterious child in a wolf mask. While waiting for car repairs, Lupe befriends the child and she and Howard are drawn into a war between the townspeople and the deadly beast. Coming of age fantasy adventure. I'm sure that's going to be a highly sought after run. I don't know if it quite grabs me enough to pull me into it. There is a man thing, Ted Face PX t-shirts from anywhere from like small to 2X, I think, by Impact Merchandising that you can pick up. They have a really cool looking Marvel animated style Moon Knight statue by Diamond Select. has like this blue-white highlight to it. Looks like it almost... Fit in awesomely in a nice black light lit area. We have Marvel Voices Pride 2023 number one. One shot by Marvel Comics. Uh, it says see future issues of Marvel previews for more information on this title. I'm sure this will be a collection of a variety of fun stories. If it's anything like other things that they've done sound similar. But don't take my word for it. We'll have to wait till it's in the next catalog, I guess. There is a Mass Effect Cer- 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 Cerberus Normandy SR2 ship replica remaster by Dark Horse Comic- Comics. Or by Dark Horse. I just, I love the Mass Effect game. I love the imagery, the artwork, the ship characters it was just so well done all three of them i think i'm going to be picking up the trilogy here pretty soon because i gotta use my i got like three bucks worth of 
Microsoft credit that's going to expire next month. And I've been watching sales and I've been seeing that pop up every now and then. You get all three games, I think, for like 15 bucks or something like that. Or you can get the upgraded versions for like a little more than that. But I got like 25 bucks worth of Microsoft points built up in my Bing account. All you got to do is have your Bing search engine. And every day, just do your Bing searches. It takes me five minutes. I just click on all the headlines, go through them. And when a character comes up from a movie, I click on the scroll down a little bit, click on the movies, run through them and the actors. And within a couple minutes, I got my 150 points for the day collected. And then I do the bonus points, which takes me a couple minutes. And it's like, 250 points a day I earn and I forget what the breakdown is for the points but like $25 worth of points is like 1900 points 1900 some points or something like that and you can use it for all kinds of things Starbucks cards uh, Microsoft points uh, you can do the Xbox the game pass and stuff like that you can get things for xbox gold uh, different types of stores i they got i think they even have amazon and all that stuff on there too but yeah and you can do the little contest you can spend 100 points to get to buy a ticket for a chance to win like a gaming system or something like that they got all kinds of cool things it's not that hard five minutes of your day and I earn shit. I earn probably 25 bucks worth of Microsoft points every couple of months. So it's worth it to me. I got over 300 games on my Xbox hard drive that didn't cost me nothing. So (laughs) So I just use it for that. I used to get the wife Amazon or yeah, Amazon cards once in a while. But then she quit doing her bang. So I'm like, well, hell, I'm not going to give you stuff if you're not going to earn your own for yourself. It's a <laughs> lazy ass. But yeah, it's good to take advantage of those things that can give you something a little extra in life for doing just a little bit. Surveys are a blast. I can't understand. I do medical surveys and then I send them to people I know that had cancer, bipolar, schizophrenic, or had issues that I knew about in the past. And if they do the survey, I earn like 100, 150 bucks. Every time I send it to them, they say, send me the stuff. (laughs) I send it to them. And they start doing it and say, oh, this is too much work. Oh, 15 minutes of your time answering questions is too much work for a couple hundred dollars. It's (laughs) But you're bitching about money constantly and playing the lottery, hoping for that one day that you're going to win everything. But you won't put 15 minutes of your time into making a couple hundred bucks and I would have made some money. And it's like, so I quit sending the shit to them. 
they had me do it multiple times saying that, oh, you never sent me. So I said, yes, I did. And you sat there and you quit on it. And it's like, I don't know. I mean, you can earn lots for little. Why wouldn't you do it? <laughs> but they'll go get a second job. Uh, yeah. Get back to comics, damn it. Shut up. Quit bitching about shit. <laughs> get off your rants, you old bastard. All right, I got Midnight Western Theater, number one of five by Scout Comics. Now in development for television. Welcome to the Midnight Western Theater. Our feature presentation is a tale of a town under siege. The notorious Red Torn, or Red Tom, Red Tom, and his dastardly posse have laid claim to the once prosperous vista of Liberty Springs. My chant ranting got me into a tongue-twisting moment. But for how long? Will these outlaws be able to savor their sinful victory as two black-clad strangers suddenly arrive? A special second printing to this sold-out hit series. I don't remember it the first time. But I fell out of westerns. Don't get into them anymore. It's been a long time. All right. I don't know what kind of game this is, but Millie Fiori board game by DeVere Americas LLC. In Millie Fiori, you take on the role of glass manufacturers and traders who want to profit as much as they can from their role in the production of glass art. The game board features different aspects of the glass production cycle, Workshops where the glass is created, houses where it's installed, people who support your work, trade shows where it's sold, and the harbor where ships bring glass to faraway locations. You want to present in all of these areas, preferably at just the right time, to maximize your earnings. The game board features 110 spaces with one card in the, in the deck for each of those spaces, Millie Fiori is a gorgeous game by acclaimed designer Rainier Nizia that requires tactical tactical decisions and close attention to the moves made by your opponents. Uh, Yeah, they had a lot of words that were misspelled and I tried to fix them as much as possible with those last few I couldn't figure out. But yeah, a lot of games lately are coming off the basis of the the video games that people get addicted to that are the mindless things that we would do if we had the jobs <laughs> and we enjoy doing that repetitiveness and those type of things. And yeah, I can see these games getting people interested. But I'm out of time for this segment, so I'll get back with more goodies soon. <laughs> 